Hello, welcome to our Lighthouse podcast. We hope that this message brings inspiration and intent to your day. Joy is in the heart, happiness is in the face. Today, I want to talk to you about how you can have joy in every circumstance in life. Well, I got that quote from Compassion's website and they describe the difference between happiness and joy. Here's one of the other things that they say about joy. Joy is of the soul. Happiness is of the moment. You know, we're doing this series about how hope makes your life better. And the key scripture we read last week was from Romans 15 and verse 13. I want to read it again to you today. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, last week I introduced a new term. We've all heard of FOMO, the fear of missing out. I introduced a new one called FORO, which is the fear of running out, which is what I think everybody seems to have when we go into lockdown and we've experienced this pandemic over the last 18 months. I mean, it's it's not just toilet paper that people thought was going to run out of all things. Flour was the other one, by the way. Did people just suddenly start baking when we go into lockdown? I, I don't notice that people baked that much before. But anyway, I noticed those two things, toilet paper and flour. Fortunately, I'm not really that worried about either of those. But I don't think it's those practical things that are the big issues. I think what many people, and maybe you today, are worried that you're going to run out of, that is patience, energy, uh, maybe, hey, the first lockdown last year for New South Wales was kind of novel and, you know, oh, this was a bit different and we uh, got through it. This one, we're just over it and maybe we've lost our patience. You've run out of patience. And so I want to use this series to talk to you about how actually you don't need to, despite your circumstance, you don't need to live hopeless, which is what we spoke about last week. But today I want to speak about the idea of joy, that actually there's a difference between joy and happiness and that you can experience joy even though your circumstances mightn't allow you to do so. Uh, You know, one thing that's important to understand about the scripture we just read is that God is a supply. He's a source. And last week we spoke at length about that. And it's a great image, the image of Jesus uh, being like a tender shoot in a dry desert, which is an image of flourishing, even though the environment around him is not conducive to flourishing. No access to water, uh, limited good soil for that to grow in. And it's a great image because it reminds you and I that actually we can trust in God because he never runs out of anything. And so today, if you felt like your joy has run dry, and you're no longer experiencing the kind of peace uh, that you have uh, due to a whole range of things, maybe, then today I'm going to lift your spirits in a way that you experience God's never-ending joy for our life. Now, notice God didn't say in that scripture, he didn't say be filled with happiness. 
Um, there is a difference between happiness and joy. And I want to read a, a few more quotes, again, from that Compassion website that makes sense of the difference between uh, joy and happiness. Let me read them to you. Joy transcends, happiness reacts. Joy is a practice and behaviour. It's deliberate and intentional. Happiness comes and goes casually along life's journey. A person pursues happiness but chooses joy. You know, the whole idea, I think, of joy is that it is, it's deeper. Uh, it, it sits in our soul. It's, it's an anchor for our life in a way that uh, the, the smile in our face might change from day to day, but joy holds firm no matter what we're going through. For, let me give you an example. For being a parent um, is probably a good example. I've managed to raise uh, three children, along with my wife, of course, uh, into great young adults. And there's no doubt our children can make us happy, uh, particularly those moments. Actually, I was going through some old uh, birthday cards. If you like me, I like to keep all my old birthday cards and stuff from my kids. And uh, I was just going through some and uh, I saw one there the other day and it made me really happy uh, to read. And maybe you experience those moments with your kids where they make you happy. You've, you've read a handwritten birthday card that what your four-year-old has written for you and your heart melts and it puts a smile on your face. Because that same scenario is not so great when if they literally wrote your birthday card on the wall or painted it in uh, red paint on your white wall or something, suddenly uh, you're not so happy uh, about the scenario. Uh, joy, however, uh, is the joy of having raising your kids, knowing that there are times where they don't make you happy, times where they wipe the smile from your face, but you never lose that deep joy of thankfulness, gratitude that you, you have children and that you're able to raise them. Not only that, I want you to know today that joy is scriptural. I want to read a scripture to you today, James 1, 2 to verse 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Well, what do you think about when you hear me read that scripture today, that bit about considerate joy when you're going through difficult times? I mean, really? I mean, are you like me? I read that scripture and go, I don't think about being joyful when I'm going through a difficult time. So many times the Bible says things, you know, they're almost like Instagram quotes, right? They sound and look fantastic, but actually applying them to our lives is quite difficult. And so if you, when you heard me read that, think, well, it's easy to read, it's easy to say, Paul, but actually being joyful in a, in a difficult situation, well, that's not so easy. Well, I would say today, you're right. It's exactly right. We actually don't carry a capacity or a supply of joy sufficient to get ourselves through difficult circumstances. We don't. And one of the great blessings for me of being a Christ follower uh, that I often think about and draw from is the idea that I can own up to the fact that I often don't have what it takes 
to remain joyful, to remain hope-filled during tough circumstances. What I do have, though, is access to a God who has an endless supply, not only of hope, but I want you to know today he has an endless supply of joy. In fact, his principle is this. He says, um, firstly, know that I'm the source of hope. Then he says, if you trust me to give you that hope, he says, then I will fill you with joy and peace. And that's the order that it's in. And I want to encourage you that it's possible to have joy despite the lack of energy, the lack of motivation, or maybe the, the trial that you find yourself going through. This is good news today. I reckon there's so many good things about the gospel and about God. He is good news to everything we face in life. I want to read to you in Isaiah 12 and verse 3, because we need to answer the question, how do we access joy in our life every day? Isaiah 12 and verse 3. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. Well, did you hear what that scripture says? It links joy to the idea of salvation. And it it actually says drink deeply of salvation with joy. And uh, I think we often think that salvation was this one decision moment. So, you know, you might have uh, paused in your life and you invited Christ in and you became a Christ follower. You know, you might have raised your hand in a church dynamic somewhere and received Christ that way. And whenever you think about salvation, you think about the moment. But that scripture says, no, no, salvation's a well. Salvation, the image of salvation is that you can draw from it anytime for your whole life. It's a reservoir, it's a deposit, it's deep, it's unending. And salvation brings to you not a moment of a rescue package, but a lifetime uh, of access to whatever you need in your moment of rescue. And this is the power of salvation. This is the power of an endless supplying God. You know, um, the Bible has veins. I know that's a strange comment, or you could think of it, it has pathways or conduits or tracks, however you want to say it. I like the word veins because it's the word of God is alive. And in the Bible, there are certain things that are themes all the way through from beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, One of those themes, by the way, would be God's pursuit of you and I from the day he created us, from the fall of man through to Jesus and right through. God is pursuing through every decision he makes, through every action, he is pursuing humanity so that he can have a relationship with us. Um, Another vein of the Bible is God's want of our devotion to him. He doesn't want from start to finish. He doesn't want people who notice God once and ignore them, ignore him for the rest of his life. He doesn't want a group of people who are so focused on themselves and never give God recognition, thankfulness, gratitude. That is a vein that runs through the Bible as well. But I can tell you, there's another vein that runs through the Bible And that is God is a river. God is an endless supply of the kind of water we need to quench the dryness 
of every stage, every phase and every season of life that we go through. From start to finish, Genesis to Revelation, God is described as one who gives life to dead things. And I love that imagery that the Bible creates, the, the, the image of a reservoir, of a river, uh, of a thirst quencher. And today, if you are experiencing dry times, difficult times, I want you to know that you can draw on the well of salvation given to you at that moment you made a decision for whatever you're going through. And you access that by faith. Um, it's not a physical thing that you, you can't go down the road and buy a bag of joy or a bag of hope, but through faith in who God is, his nature and his intention that runs throughout the Bible. When you have faith in that character of God, guess what? God begins to give you joy and anchor despite your circumstances. Uh, let me give you a couple of scriptures here today that will help you uh, when you feel like I do in the middle of my lack or my inability to help myself have joy. Isaiah 41 and verse 18. I will open up rivers for them on high plateaus. I will give them fountains of water in the valleys. I will fill the desert with pools of water. Rivers fed by springs will flow across the parched land. You know, I love the New Testament scripture as well. Uh, in John 7:37, Jesus, if you've ever uh, got the context of this scripture, um, Jesus walks into an environment where um, a whole group of Jews are celebrating the act of hundreds of years ago when Moses struck the rock and water came out to quench them and to fill them. And it had become a tradition. It's literally something that you grew up learning to do uh, on an annual basis to celebrate. In fact, probably like anything, generationally, the kids are thinking, we don't even know why we're here. We don't even know what we're celebrating. The very act of celebrating water had become the very dry traditional thing that it was never meant to become. And Jesus, he walks into that moment, the, the festival of water, if you like. He walks into that moment and this is what he says in verse 37. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Can you imagine the crowd hearing Jesus say in context of that great celebration, He's kind of saying this, he's saying, hey, you have celebrated this water festival for generations, for hundreds of years, and not for a moment has it brought you joy. It doesn't bring you life and it won't sustain you. And Jesus shouts in the middle of that, hey, I am the source of life. If you are truly thirsty, like you're celebrating today, I want you to know, Jesus said, that I am the very water, the river you're looking for. Don't trust tradition. Don't trust methods. Don't trust festivals any longer. In other words, don't be a religious follower of God. Experience ongoing life through Jesus, the river. What a great picture.
Uh, what, a, what a great way to think about God and his supply in, in our lives. Um, you know, I've found and experienced in my life uh, a profound, personal, deep sense of God's grace the day I started to receive Christ. But actually, you know what? I made a decision to follow Christ when I was six years of age. That was pretty young. Um, but I can tell you all these years on, uh, my deep, deep understanding of the grace of God has never stopped growing. And the reason it's never stopped growing is I believe there's always more. I believe that salvation is a well. And that even though maybe I've tidied up some things in my life, maybe I'm living a bit better than I used to, maybe not, who cares? My measure, by the way, of eternal life and salvation is not on how good I am anyway. But what I've learned is this, that grace has become more powerful, uh, more amazing as I've grown in my faith because there's an endless supply of it for my life. And guess what? When I think about that, when I meditate on that, it brings deep joy to my life. You know, so many times we can be filled with shame. So many times we can have regret in our lives. But if you could recognise today that despite our mistakes and failures, you can actually live with joy, constant joy. The reason you can do that is because there's some facts going on here. God will never leave you. God will always accept you. God uh, waits for you with open arms. He hasn't got his arms crossed like that image of the high school principal you had just before you were going to the office ready to get in trouble for something you did wrong. That's how many people think of God. No, not at all. You can have joy because you have an ever receiving God, an ever available and ever accessible God who on top of that has promised you, if you choose to follow him, the surety of eternal life beyond this life. You know, salvation uh, is lifelong joy, always experienced, no matter what you're going through. So as we finish today, I hope your spirit has been lifted. I hope that you've thought differently about the way you think about joy. Today, you can receive joy simply by asking God to bring it to you today, that you do it by faith. And as we finish today, I'm going to pray over you that whether you know God or not, whether you have faith or, or you don't, doesn't matter to God, he's reaching out to you. I'm going to pray that you experience God and some of the heaviness and the difficulty and the, and the pressure that you've felt in your life in recent times, that God would lift that off supernaturally in your life today. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for every single person that's watching and listening today. That, Lord, you have not ever let them get out of your sight. And I thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation that it's not just a moment in time that we can draw from salvation, from your deposit, your wealth, your supply, any time in our life. And I pray today that you would right now supernaturally lift pressure off people. And even though the circumstance, Lord, may not be changing right now, I pray that uh, this person today can experience supernatural joy in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us at a different light.com.au 